the Counterculture Comic Podcast, and this week, holy crap, we're catching up on all the stuff we haven't talked about in a while since the last time we've actually done this, but, you know, it's summer, so uh, Brock has stuff to do, you know, enjoy the enjoy the unfrozen days, uh, so we're going to get back with at least one comic book here and talk about God Country, uh, then we'll just wrap up all the movies we've seen, and... Uh, yeah, and then we'll uh, try to get a couple more regular ones in, uh, and then we'll get into the winter where we'll actually be caught up and do stuff. I'm Nick Hemsing. And I'm Brock Boshap. Yeah, uh, summer's tough for me for a bunch of reasons. Um, it's convention season, so the next two weekends I have a convention in here in uh, St. Paul. And then the following weekend I'm going to be in Wizard World Chicago. So that's a lot of prep, and plus we, my wife and I are fostering a child, which we just got, I don't know, 10 days ago, three months ago, I, I don't even know, it's been a blur. So yeah, summers are real tough over here, plus it's Minnesota, so you want to get outside as often as possible because winter is coming and all that. But um, yeah, so we both checked out Spider-Man Homecoming, of course, because everyone did that. And uh, what were your uh, thoughts on it, Nick? I, you, you know, <laughs> it was everything they could possibly do to make you actually care about a Spider-Man movie after having five of them before this. I know. And they, well, it, and that everything that they could do was making the movie that hadn't been made yet. <laughs> uh, so the uh, they actually made what was a fun teenage Spider-Man movie. Um, in the in the fun land that that Marvel, you know, Disney Marvel likes to live in. Yeah, one um, thing people who might not know if they don't read comic books is Spider Man's really funny. He never shuts up. He and they captured it perfectly in Civil War. The entire time he's fighting, he's just jabbering away, and that's the Spider Man that we haven't actually seen yet. I, I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be that tough on on the original Tobey Maguire uh, Spider Man. He like, was actually he was actually pretty fun and snarky. I like the first two Raimi Spider Mans, but they were, Peter Parker was too serious. Like he he Tobey Maguire would make a joke here and there, but not Spider Man. Spider Man is borderline annoying. If you're fighting him, he just never shuts up. He's doing ridiculous things. And that's one of his weapons is he actually just annoys his opponent. And this is the first movie that really captured that. Yeah. And with with keeping the heart that they've been very good at maintaining in these, um, the uh, it had the I mean, the side. This is one of the things the side characters continue to make those movies shine. Mm -hmm. Um, The uh, his best friend. Um, the uh, the math the the mathlete you know, the mathlete the mathlete team um, the the school the school uh, news oh the school news uh, announcers every I was just delighted every time they showed up with their awkward pauses and just deadpan deliveries it just it was so beautiful it was just such a perfect way to capture the high school experience. You know the awkwardness of teenagedom, and the the movie sold me much like 
Guardians of the Galaxy 2 in the first four minutes. First, it starts out with an orchestral theme of the 1970s Spider-Man theme. And the moment that popped up, I'm like, I'm going to love this movie. I can just tell. And then they do a three-minute or so recap of this events of Civil War as recorded by Peter Parker on his um, cell phone. It's perfect. It's just perfect. It's hilarious. The entire audience was just cracking up. Yeah, this is one of my favorite Marvel movies. And I did not expect that going in. Did not expect that at all. I think the I I expected it to be I, I had I actually did expect it to be good and I was actually upset oh I expected with it to be good no I didn't no, expect I, it to be one of my favorites no I, I I was upset with Marvel that I felt that it was going to be a great movie um, because mm, the okay. uh, it's like you're you're making me making me really excited to see a Spider Man movie how dare you I mean <laughs> not that I don't want to see a good Spider Man movie it's just that you know how many spider movies man movies have we seen and it's and it's like okay well now it's back in marvel's hands for for this and and now i hate them because i'm now really excited um and it and it turned out to be it turned out to be everything you would hope everything that you actually wanted from a spider-man movie. it was absolutely and um i guess i could put it this way to, to say just how much i like the movie is that I liked it, I think, as much as the first Guardians, which on the comedy side of Marvel, I think the Guardians is the best movie. My favorite overall Marvel movie is Winter Soldier. I just think that's the best actual film. Um, But I would rank Homecoming up there with Guardians 1 because it had a few things that a lot of Marvel movies are lacking. Its villain was on par with Loki, and Loki is the only really memorable villain of the marvel universe in my opinion it's true um the uh he's the only one you're still happy to see yep and michael keaton killed it in the role i mean it's one of those roles where after you're done watching the movie you couldn't possibly imagine somebody else playing the role well yeah well the the thing about it is is that he is a he is an amazing villain for that for spider-man in that in that he the way that that whole thing takes place it plays into this being high school Uh um and you know and the seriousness which with which uh michael keaton approaches you know that character is is matched by the you know the teenage you know idealism that uh that uh peter parker has Uh uh-huh and and that's one of the things that I think is such an amazing what makes that movie go to, you know, this next level of being, you know, a just a, a great movie is the fact that that the idea what's being tested through this whole movie is the idealism of Peter Parker. Absolutely. I mean, it's because the, the uh, villain's not wrong. No. No, the villain's not. You, know, you can you can see why the villain is doing what is mm-hmm. what he's doing and, he, and his motivation. And you the uh, the whole way he's being tested by the by the banality of adults um it, it all you know everywhere yeah, the people from... who have been ground down by life a little bit and they don't believe him and they they're not for lack of a better word as pure as he is 
in that you know teenage idealistic sense of you know the world hasn't punched him in the face a bunch of times yet so he doesn't see things in shades of gray like an older person would no and in and in the and which also you know it bears through the end of that movie and i and even the end of that movie is perfect for it being a teenage superhero um they never let it they never let it, it let it dip into where you will you'll have spider-man be angsty which mm-hmm. is something that they is it, we just don't want to see it no um you know we have enough angsty angsty superheroes and that's and this is what we shouldn't see in spider-man we should see him be you know definitely deal with being a teenager and challenge and and watching him make the fumbles that we expect a teenager to do yeah and and the lessons we in you know, the lessons we watch him learn and Mar- but Marvel shouldn't be t- dipping their toes into the angst water because DC has that shit locked down. Yeah, it's <laughs> the. I mean, it's yeah, bad angst, but whatever. It's yeah, angst. just don't go there. We don't need to. Be, we don't need that dark. We don't need that darkness here. Especially from Spider-Man. You have plenty. Yeah. Of, you want to go down that road? Take Doctor Strange there. Yeah, Although that's, that's a great I, character to take in that darker, questioning everything around you direction. That's not Spidey, just like it's not Superman. I, Fuck you, DC. But, I, but actually, I have to say, almost for the comedy of it, I I would almost want to see today, uh, the current DC, uh, the current Warner Brothers take a crack at Spider Man, just so I could, just so I could uh, laugh. Oh, it'd be perfect. I it would be it would be um it would be amazingly off of that character in a way that we could laugh about for years um the uh and you know sadly it would probably do millions overseas um yeah what is up with you foreigners you're all wrong why are you supporting warner brothers stop it (laughs) you know it's hey it's the uh it's when they when they see a lot of american entertainment the, the american entertainment that they eat the entertainment that they eat up from us is some is of the just, worst stuff we make well it's it's just big bombastic yep. you know entertainment and that's and it's possible that it's not that it's possible that that's just what they want from american entertainment yeah uh, I mean, if they want if they want something that's speaking to their society or something, they may have something local that they care about. They're not going to us for it. So the uh, but still, so, I mean, if you want big and bombastic, Civil War. You know, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any bigger and bombastic than that. And I'm, go ahead and keep talking. I'm going to look something up real quick. Well, the. Uh, I like it. Thank yeah. you for leading into yeah. something else and then saying, yeah. okay, now talk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks, church. <laughs> um, but anyway, it, it, the, uh, I, would, I almost want to see the bad versions of the Marvel movies be made just so we could laugh, even though nobody would – I mean, nobody would do, do that. It would, it would be only uh, you know, a stupid experiment to please somebody like me. But um, – <laughs> I, yeah, DC should totally spend two hundred million dollars just <laughs> for, for, for your Schadenfreude. 
Oh, I, I totally want it. It's like if you if you were to be if if you were given some sort of obscene power and you and you used it to be just a snarky asshole who would just walk up to movie studios and say, "I, I want you to make this money, or I'm leveling a movie, or I'm leveling this building." Yes. The uh, and and they would say, "What? No, just want, you're just gonna just make this move. Just make this movie. That's all I want you to do." DC, I want you to step so far outside your wheelhouse, and I'm really going to mindfuck you on this one. I want you to make a Punisher slapstick buddy comedy. <laughs> because they would be so drawn in by the Punisher. They're like, oh, yeah, this is in our wheelhouse. But then you want us to do what with him? Uh, no, give, him I, like, I, give him like a pet dog. That's comic relief. No, I would want. I wanted to tell them. I said, I want you to make the best Spider-Man movie you can. <laughs> just free reign. <laughs> just, just go for it. Just go for it. Just so I, just so I could laugh. Just so I could be the only one, you know, in a room full of completely nervous executives, um, waiting to see what the petulant god was going to do after he watched it. Um, I want to be the only one in there laughing my ass off. <laughs> Oh boy, yeah. But anyway, so love so, Spider Man. Anyway. It's my favorite Marvel movie. I mean, I Civil War is almost like an entirely different genre, so it's hard to compare them. But if you're talking about like single hero movies, it's probably my favorite since Guardians, I guess, because Guardians came out after Winter Soldier, I think. Um, well, I think it's a, I think it's a superhero movie that you would be uh, you would be happy to have anybody see that. Like, it is anybody? It's it is it's any even in its teenage in its teenage it's not it doesn't go to the el, the area areas of teenage exploration that that really can annoy, um, you know. Certain, I mean, adults get annoyed at a certain level of teenage exploration. Uh, and it, it stays right in the realm of where we can actually, we can almost, we can admire it. Um, we can see the mistakes and we can recognize it, but we can also admire what that character is, is trying to do. Um, the, uh, so I, I, I liked where, I liked where it stayed. Mm -hmm. The, the, I liked the, the sandbox that it played in. Absolutely. Uh, it kept it kept it real small, which is, you know, the the whole thing Tony Stark kept trying to hammer home is, you know, be a neighborhood Spider-Man. Don't try to be too big. And that's what Spider-Man should be. He should be a local hero. He um, he always goes out of his element when you try to make him too big on his own. You know, he slots into a movie like Civil War just fine, but he's a ground level guy. Um, one thing I have to mention is that the actress who played uh, MJ Zendaya, I believe is her name. Mm -hmm. Man, that girl's got some comedic chops to her. Oh, she was funny. Almost she was great. Every time she opened her mouth, you knew you were just going to be laughing your ass off. Yeah, she had a uh, she had a great snarkiness to her that uh, that really uh, that came through in there. And it was also good that it was kind of that the um, his, the female love interest in that was kind of a uh, was kind of, you know, it's like, who is she? Mm -hmm. And then you're then you're seeing this other person and like and then they say at the end where she says MJ and you're like, hey, yep. 
Yeah, that was some um, clever playing around with the characters. And, you know, it was a great way to take something that sh could have easily have been stale because audiences have been subjected to five fucking Spider-Man films in the past, what, 16 years? Mm -hmm. um, and mixing it up so you didn't know, like, this random girl who Peter was chasing was not in any of the other movies. And it... It kept the audience on their toes, like, where's Gwen Stacy? Where's where's Mary Jane? And then dropping the bombshell of, the, like, the in intro of the third act um, with who the vulture is. Audiences simply weren't looking for it because they were too busy keeping you distracted over here, thinking about other things. And then they drop this thing on you, and you're like, of course. How did I not see that? But it's because they were very intentionally, I believe, keeping you distracted with these other little questions going through your head. I mean, yeah, it's just even though good filmmaking. Yeah, even though the vulture, the vulture, you know, the reveal of who the vulture is, that it, it comes out of, it shouldn't come out of left field. It nope. should be you'd be like, oh, of course. And but at the time, you're like, why wasn't I thinking about this? Because they played against our own racial biases. Yes. That's exactly what they did. Yes. And good on, good on, good on you me. for <laughs> catching my subtle racism and using it to your advantage. Yeah. <clears throat> Great job. So the uh, so anyway, good movie. Go see it. If And we're sorry if we ruined anything for you. But, yeah. you know, you should have seen it by now if you're exactly. listening to this. So, you know, go to hell. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're thinking about podcasting again this week, which is amazing. Um, but because Defenders comes out this Friday, so we're not going to talk about that now. Um, I think Nick and I have made our opinions on this very clear. Seventy-five percent of the Defenders should be very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The twenty-five uh... percent will hover between being acceptable and me wanting to put my foot through the t television. Um, yeah. I've heard some early commentary, and apparently the it's it doesn't get better in that regard. Oh, well. So the question the the question is is that is this um, is this a fine is this a fine wine that you know that someone drops a little piss in, you know that you know it's just nothing at that point, yeah. um, or is it you know we're just going to drown out this one with good. You know, like drown out one yep. this one character with good, and we don't. We can just, you know, not be as happy when. I'm just really hoping there. that Jessica Jones just makes fun of him nonstop because that will make me very happy, and oh, that please. will actually make Iron Fist being there worthwhile. Because I'll be like, oh, so this other character that I actually enjoy is just ridiculing this character I don't like. So that character <laughs> I don't like has a purpose now. So you say this character I really like becomes a proxy for me? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we will likely be doing another podcast. Uh, we're still trying to work out the details, but we'll probably just watch the first episode because we're, we're not going to do too deep a dive. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we want to jump over to God Country? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. We're, we, we won't mention the movie that we're not talking about. <laughs> oh right i forgot about that it, see i have successfully erased the dark tower from my mind as the trailer started coming out i was trying to hold on hope i was trying to hold on hope so much but each time the back of my mind was like 
don't do Wrong. it, Brock. Don't do it. You can tell this is going to suck. And then it came out and got like a 19 on Rotten Tomatoes. And neither Nick or I, well, both Nick and I simultaneously, I would imagine, said hard pass. <laughs> well, uh, okay, don't get me wrong. I'll see at it. Some po- at some I'll point, I'm going to see it. But uh, but uh, uh, the uh, we have to say that I'm waiting. <laughs> and until I'm like, all right, it's on. I guess I'll watch. Yeah. Um, and it's only because the uh, it's just clear that whatever choice that they whatever direction that they were taking it in um it's not it wasn't in the theme or having the elements of the dark tower we were looking for even if you're not even if you're doing a sequel ish sort of story it's it's the elements that we're looking for from the dark tower book series are not there um and that's and you know, you could do a sequel, you can do all this stuff, but it has to have, at least it has to be thematically this similar. Yeah, it has uh, to be about Roland, and you have to have a lot of conflicting emotions about Roland. Because Roland does some pretty bad things, and that really needs to be... I mean, the audience needs yeah. to be, you know, somewhat scared of Roland. And there's, it's so complex, and it's hard to explain. We're not going to go down that road because we haven't seen the movie. But let's just say... It didn't look good. It didn't from the, look good. From, yeah, things were not looking good from the the outset. Nothing uh, to do with the actors. No, it no, the it's it, they were in, and the way the trailers were cut looked. It didn't look like the Dark Tower. No, and if everything we've seen, kind of heard of so far, hasn't hasn't made that more made it made us more excited to see it. Uh-huh. So, um, and oh. it's so funny, but it's so funny that after all of this, they still say you know uh after how not good it's it's doing they say dark tower fans are still excited to see a series they're like yes because we've been wanting a series for a long time because Uh it's a it's a story that we actually want to hear told you know we want to see when we want to see on screen because it's it's been we like the books a lot um if we just because we didn't see what we wanted here may not have been that doesn't mean that we didn't want to see anything at all yeah, um, I would liken it like this. When I saw the trailers for Dark Tower, I flashed back probably, oh, a little over 20 years now at this point to the time I saw the trailers for Dragonheart. Now, this was the mid-90s, and Nick and I were D&D players. I can't speak for Nick because we had just barely met at that point, but I was dying to see a dragon movie. Mm-hmm. I wanted nothing more than a dragon movie. Oh my god, it's going to be epic. CG it was just kind of coming to fruition. They can computer animate dragons. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be fire and death and chaos. And then I got Dragonheart. Which is not a good movie. I, 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 I You know what? I, I have to say I'm, I'm weak. I enjoyed Dragonheart. <laughs> go watch it again, man. Go watch it again. I know, it, it, you it may not be like... Age. Oh you know, my it, god, this movie's terrible. It may not age well at all. But no, uh, it, I it, 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 no, it doesn't age at all. Um but but you probably liked it in part because you were so desperate for a dragon movie that you would have taken literally any pile of shit that they smeared over celluloid and been like, It's a dragon movie. See, we don't have to do yeah. that anymore. 
No, we have well, we at least we have game. We have Game of Thrones now. Yep. Uh, the uh, no, I mean, but, there's so much good TV that something like The Dark Tower. Yeah, it if could it's exist. not good, well, I'm just gonna go watch Game of Thrones, or you know, I'm gonna go watch one of the eight shows in my queue that I haven't caught up with. Yeah. So anyway, well, it's uh, all right. Now we can move over. Yeah, we, we can move we, over. Okay, we, 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 we've we've talked about the thing that should not be. Fuck you, Sony. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay, so, God Country. Meet Emmett Quinlan, an old widower rattled by dementia. Emmett isn't just a problem for his children. His violent outbursts are more than the local cops can handle. When a tornado levels his home, a restored Quinlan rises from the wreckage. An enchanted sword at the eye of the storm gives him more than a sound mind and body. He's now the only man who can face those otherworld these otherworldly creatures the sword has drawn down to the lone star state written by donny cates with art by joff shaw i thought this was an ongoing series when i started reading it turns out it's a six issue miniseries and i wish there were so many more of these like just tell me a story in a half dozen or a dozen issues then get the f out and go do something else because this story could have easily been a series and it would have been worse for it Oh, it would have been bad as a series. Yeah. Actually bad. I started <laughs> yeah. reading I started reading this at the beginning and I'm like uh, I'm like, uh, I I I was about, you know, 10 pages in and I'm like, "Oh no. No. <laughs> no." And then I go, "Okay, all right. I right, no, no. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going." And I I get I'm like, "Well, the 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 story's ramping up and I'm like, I actually was not completely satisfied with this until the until the final issue. Yeah. And the yeah. final issue I'm like, "Really? You guys didn't you guys stopped? Yep. You guys just you guys you guys made Oh, oh, you know, it actually rewrote the entire be- like whole rest of the book for me. <laughs> you're, I, you're retconning the story as you're finishing I, reading it. <laughs> well, because because okay, how when you started reading this, did you did you immediately go into a little bit of uh, what were the what the hell was that stupid series that we read that was uh, um, the 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 horrible series of with gods and whatnot that I, I, I my brain really wants oh, to wipe it out. Man, um, unfortunately, I've forgotten only the name, not the things. It's that God something. Yeah, um, it, it's uh, um, yeah, that's that shitstorm of a comic oh man that was bad thanks for him i had forgotten about that pile of crap thanks a lot nick oh you're right um you're 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 so welcome um and you know what the best thing is about this you know how i get to you know how i look at uh look it up to find out um uh what the name of it is how's that i look up mike or look up alan moore right because he he was involved with the concept yeah um the uh and how bad is it? To, God to, is to dead. Look up, God is dead. Uh, how bad is it to look up Alan Moore to uh, to find something, something really horrible? <laughs> um, the uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm thinking. Oh no, no, no! Didn't we do this with? Didn't we do this with with God is dead? Or you know, at that point, me just thinking of the horrible comic that I read a while ago, and um, yeah, that. Uh, but but as a good thing, like okay, well, you know, actually the writing is the writing is 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 good. I'm you know, 
<clears throat> I don't hate. It's not going absurd with the with the characters that are popping up. And then I'm like, well, this, you know, it's it's a it's a story, but you know, hopefully this, you know, if it continues like this, it's just gonna get it's just gonna get kind of boring. Yeah. <clears throat> when I started reading it, what I started doing is, okay, where are they going with this? So you start thinking, oh, the old man has the sword and he has dementia. Well, obviously this can't go on forever. So thinking it's a recurring series, you start saying, well, it's going to get passed to the sun at some point. So you're starting to try to draft these preemptive, like, okay, this is how the story is going to turn to shit ideas. Um, and then thankfully you find out none of that's going to happen at all. The story's just no, going to end. In fact, in fact, I would say the the best or the uh, this story's crowning achievement is actually saying a giant f u to the uh, uh, to stories that start big and then want to just continue on mm -hmm. because at the end it almost blatantly tells you nap nap no it's over no nope. we're gonna destroy this Asgardian style world because that was one thing that I think kind of let me down with the end of the story was the um the main the big bad mm -hmm. was pretty much paper thin yeah oh yeah and the, the, i would have liked a little bit more rationale from that character i thought the son was quite good um mm -hmm. i'm drawing a blank on their names i'm terrible with names but the son is who's introduced to emmett at the very beginning and sets up the entire story of traveling to this Asgardian type world and fighting the big bad and all that. Um, yeah. It was just kind of like, well, like your plan is so obviously flawed and it is so obviously not going to work no matter what you do. You're kind of losing me simply because if your villain's crazy, mm -hmm. that's, that's a lazy way out. That's yeah. basically uh, where the, the story the, goes. Yeah, the only the the weakness of uh, I, I guess the weakness of um, it is of that character is that if he's supposed to be um, a if you're supposed to kind of connect him and Emmett and then um, you know if you're supposed to connect this this two father son yeah the kind pairs. of stories yeah. Then, then I think that we needed a little that we needed a little bit more. Um, and yeah, you needed more depth, and that probably would have taken another issue or two. Which yeah, you know, I mean, do you do that at that point? It's a legitimate this, question. It's true, but it, you probably it probably would have been smarter. It, it would have been better just to to um, to trim just a little bit, and trim and fit and and squeeze a little bit more of that in. Yeah. Um, because it, it is, the, it is the only thing that, that does, um, that, I mean, I, although I will say that still it was, it, the, the, the story is overall, re, uh, makes, uh, d uh, continues to do well just on the ending. Yes. Um, the ending is very strong and, you know, is, is paper thin as I thought the villain was. You didn't really care about him, which is its own problem. But you do care about the protagonist, so yeah, that you care enough about you ignore somebody you don't care about. Well, you care enough about that story at the end, mm -hmm. um, where yeah, that the uh, 
you care enough about where the the where Emmett was going and and what what's that that kind of connection for the end that that's really supposed to be like one of the main things that they're working on is the father son connection. Um, and they, they managed to do that. They just don't manage to pull off the foil with the, uh, with the other father son yep. as strongly. Uh, but it doesn't mean that they still don't. It's like, if you're thinking about this as a, as a, um, as a gymnast performance, um, there might have been a there. There's a there's kind of a wobble near the end, but the but the ending was still they still stuck the ending. They yeah. still stuck the. <clears throat> it's just so. Um, with how well the rest of this was put together, it was just disappointing that they went with the crazy villain father, because you can't sympathize with that character. If somebody is violent and crazy the audience is never going to connect with them on any level. And if you're trying to tell this mirror story of these, you know, God, father, son characters, you're, you're, you're not going to get any connection between them from the audience because you've made this one character completely unrelatable. Yeah. So it, the, uh, so anyway, it's, um, it's a good, it's a good book. It is. Yeah. Uh, Jeff uh, uh, Shaw's art is very very good um i need to look up what else he's done but i recognize his style i'm just man i just i read so many books and i fly through them nowadays that uh uh everybody blurs together and i I shouldn't let that happen but uh yeah his art is pitch perfect for this uh story and it reminds me a lot of oh what was the name of that book we read from image? It's like dark matter or something like that. Oh yeah. Dark matter. Yeah. Uh, or, or are you talking about black science? Are you talking about black science? Black science. Thank you. It reminds me a lot of the artist from black science. Let's see. Um, um, stylized, but not absurdly. So, uh, Mateo Scalera is the artist of black science. Um, but yeah, it remind me of that kind of, Some- yeah, similar-ish, not, mm-hmm. not the same, but similar, mm-hmm. similar vein. And I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of uh, style, that kind of still comic booky, but in kind of an alt comic book uh, style. That's real loose, but it the characters often have um, facial structures reminiscent of like Disney characters, where they have very different sized and shaped heads and that sort of thing. So, yeah, totally, uh, totally into the art, uh, and the art is part of what kept me going through the first couple issues when I still believed that it was a recurring series, <laughs> and I did not yeah. think I was going to like it. Yeah, um, it's almost in in that case, you're almost like uh, for if you're mark. I mean, okay, you, you don't have to market to somebody like me, but if you were marketing to somebody like me, you would just want to hand me the volume. Absolutely, and say and say, "Hey, this is it. This is the this is the story." There you go. If you handed me an issue of this and didn't tell me that it was going to end five issues later, I would have handed the book back to you. And again, yeah, not, not Dark a, Tower, yeah, hard pass. Yeah, I would have said not into that kind. Of, yeah, not into these kind of stories. Yep. Uh, specifically because we're just not into these kind of stories. If we if we see them continue, you know, on for fifty issues, you yeah. know. 
the uh, where it's just or it's not. If however, if you use if you use a story like this to in, in, instead tell a very small story, um, yes. you know, and just and just wrap it up, then yeah, we can read lots of these kinds of stories. I'd love you know? to read. I'd love to read a couple dozen of these a year. Yeah, um, because I it, wish more creators would go down this avenue. Because you know what, you have to have a truly. I won't say phenomenal, but you have to have a very good idea if you're going to take it for 60 issues. Um, you have what? to have a lot of really strong underlying characters or uh, ideas. But you don't need all of that if you're just getting in and getting out. There can be huge holes in your ideas, worlds, characters, etc. Because you just simply don't explore it. You're just taking a snapshot and you don't have to think about, you know, Emmett's past. Like you don't have to delve into what drove him to be the way he is today. You never have to explore that. No. The, well, it's just uh, not a lot of uh, a lot of visions that you know, uh, you know people have for their stories just don't survive fifty issues. No, and that's basically what I'm saying is because yeah. you have to have all those things thought out, and you, or you have to be very um, deft on your feet to be able to work in new ideas to flesh out things and the likelihood is your idea probably isn't that good it is probably not good enough to do that but it was probably but it probably could have been it could have been really good to fit into a six issue story exactly yep and and it the uh um it, it you could have been able to get everything that you what really made you passionate about telling that story uh you probably could have communicated all of it and that's why you and that's why you look at something like this. Look at you know, look at something like this that has an an, an out there concept. But it uses an out there concept to communicate a story in six issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you, you know what? Perfect. Yeah. Because sometimes when you when you take out there concepts and you try to stretch them, no. Uh it everything that everything that is that is uh that is neat and unique and quirky about that. Like all wears away after about issue about issue eight or nine. Chew, you know we're we're, we're yeah chew. We're done. We're out. Yep. Get out. I mean just just stop telling. If the- chew would have been a twelve issue miniseries, it would have been one of my favorite comics of the past ten years. Yeah, because it's so it's so weird. It's so out there that just just use it to tell a story and get out. Yep. The uh, don't try to tell every story in in the span of this this cute weird world that you created. Um, because we're going to love that cute, weird, weird world more if we see a, a great story in it. Yep. Um, and a great story is in, in that cute, weird world is world, weird world that I'm going to keep tripping myself. <laughs> yeah, saying. Were, you chose that phrase, man. I mean, I, Hey, I, I, hey, I, 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 I dug that grave and I'm just going <laughs> to keep scooping the dirt over. Um, the, uh, but, uh, everything that you love about it is, Everything you were interested about it is just not is is not going to is not going to stand. It's not going to last. Everything is going to become uh, like well, we've kind of accepted this now, but it's not like cool anymore. Yeah, well, you, the seams start to show when yeah. when you start pushing the same concepts, and the quirkier uh, the quirkier your world is, the harder it is to prevent those seams from showing. Because 
you really have to have an answer for every question the audience is asking. And the further you step outside reality, the less likely you are to go, you're going to have those answers. Um, you know, Chew was so absurd with its chicken thing that after a while, you just stopped caring because all of it was just random nonsense. It was just yeah. random nonsense happening for the sake of happening. There was no real motivation to it. And God Country, with its absurd concept of this other world and this sword that does all these crazy things you know if you're into issue 20 of this story you're like how's the world not blown up yet yeah because this just doesn't make any sense but make it six issues i like it oh yeah and and i care about emmett you know mm -hmm. and i care yep. about his story and, and it, you care and, more because something happens to him at the end and yes it, because you you get a build-up you there's get a punctuation the, mark <laughs> yeah, exactly. You you build up to it. You get the you get your righteous build up to that point, and then you slam it. You're done, and you're you you're out. You you can't stretch that moment because you're wasting your you're wasting your impact. Yep. And the, uh, if you're if you're a, if you're a writer, I mean, I mean, obviously, you know, making stories and making you know making stories that people want to read is you want you want people to keep reading your stuff, and you want to keep putting stuff out. But one of the things you also want is you want you want the impact you want the impact too. You want to see the results. You know, uh -huh. when people see your story, like that meant something to me. Um, and you are more likely to stick that with this kind of with this kind of story than you are with a uh, with something overlong. Yep. And so. yeah, I, I'm a firm believer in writing the shortest story you possibly can, um, because it's real easy to add buffer to a story and it's real easy to, you know, lose your way by adding in, Oh, this and this and this. And then you start, you know, ending up with lost yeah. where it's just a big old mess. But anyway. Yeah. So this was, so this would have been a horrible long book that horrible. became a great, great yes. short book. Absolutely. Yep. Um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, I had it highly, highly recommended to me by several people. So I think I, it it kind of ruined it a little bit for me because, you, you know. You would have liked to have been surprised. <laughs> yeah, I would have liked to have been surprised. And if you go into a, if you go into any piece of work with everyone telling you it's the best thing since sliced bread, if there are any chinks in that armor, it's going to let you down. But despite that, I still liked the arc and was happy by the end, totally satisfied. I'm like, I wish I read, you know, like I said earlier, I wish I read a couple dozen of these a year. Yeah. So I, um, so anyway, good, go read it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to keep repeating myself at this point. Yeah, uh, it, it, every, because that's everything. The biggest impact of this is the fact that it managed to really sink that story into a small space. Uh -huh. Um, and so I'm, uh, uh, so I think that that's, that's what I, that's all I really got to say that means anything to it. Other than <laughs> that, go read it. Yeah. So, um, you, this will be coming out on a Monday, August 14th. We might have a podcast out the 18th or we might kick it to next Monday. Not sure. We're going to do the Defenders thing. We need to work out the logistics of how it's going to work. So we're actually going to podcast twice in the same week. Whoa! 
Um, but I mean, that's about it. I mean, again, if you're in the Twin Cities, um, August 19th and 20th, I will be in the St. Paul River Center doing Minnesota Fan Fest. The following week, I will be in Chicago doing Wizard World. So if you make it one of those, please do. I mean, you might you might be disappointed meeting him in person. Oh, Um, almost surely. I mean, I I don't think there's any doubt of that being the case. I mean, I I mean, I I I, I meet him every once in a while, every Mm. every few every couple times a year, and it's 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 okay. I mean, it's it's all right. You can have a beer with the guy. I'm entirely Um, satisfactory. (sighs) Did I (laughs) did I overshoot the mark there? Yeah, but you know, (laughs) hey. The uh, but you know at least he's at least he has a, a great market with a two of a couple of the drawings he's done in recent recently. Yeah, know. yeah, I'm right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, those two true drawings, like one right after the other, where my wife and I was like, "We want those." Yep. He said those, and he's like, "We're like, we don't know, we don't know how big the market is for these, but the uh, it, it, he's got a market of two, so the uh, there's if he keeps making stuff like this, there's almost to be a Brock room in our house." Yes. <laughs> so, we still need to talk about getting those over here somehow and uh, how much you want for those. Oh, no. Um, I already have them in a shipping tube. Uh, I just haven't made it at the post office. Oh. So. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. Anyway, so. I'll send, we... I can send you a drawing. No, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I do not want any cartoon dicks from you, Nick. No more, man. Oh. We've had this conversation so many times. But like, but but if it said if you if if you do something well, you know you will be appreciated for it, and that day is coming. <laughs> okay, on that note, let's wrap this bitch up. Okay, thanks for listening. Be sure to drop us a line at countercomic at gmail dot com. You can also visit our website at schlockworks dot com. You can view podcast archives or check in on some of our other projects. Or you can swing by iTunes Stitcher and give us a review. That's all I have for today. I'm Brock Beauchamp. I'm Nick Hempsing. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>